Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. I have no idea what I'm doing because it's been like a month and a half since we've been here. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. We are recording live again, finally, after what seems like a lifetime. Um, probably more for me than for you because I did something. I had a baby. Um, we're live. We're, we're, we're at brink. It seems like this has been a really long time coming for me to finally be here recording. It probably seems like a whole lot longer for you guys than it does for me. <laughs> no doubt. Um, it's been a while. Um, so you guys were first announced, like, what, 2015? Like, the very beginning of 2015, February maybe? Uh, um, thank you, Powell uh, Hill. Uh, of 2016, we? though. We, we kept a low profile. We didn't want to get anything out until we really knew we had solid footing on what we were going to do. And so that was February of 2016. So last year... Uh, was when we kind of had our coming out party and let everyone know we existed. Um, and we, we were looking around for buildings for a long time, so and people knew of us. They knew there was a group out there, but they didn't know what they were called and they didn't know where they were. So we, that's how we handled it. Neither did we on either of those <laughs> Well, we all know about you now because of everything you're doing, everything that, I mean, you guys ran out of beer for a little bit there. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about everything and... and um, it's been exciting for, for all of us craft beer fans, all of us um, I, I, College Hill fans, all of us um, northern side of Cincinnati fans. I live in Fairfield, so you know this is um, this is exciting for, for a lot of us that have been just you know just clamoring for something else that ties in you know the urban artifact to the Fibonacci to the Dogberry to to all of this stuff. But um, here we are. I don't. I feel very awkward. I feel like I don't know how to do this anymore. I feel <laughs> like um, uh, this is this is weird for me and yet very comfortable. But um, there's a flight sitting in front of me, so I guess we should start this off the way we always start this off. It's uh, my favorite segment. From the beer fridge. There it is. From the beer fridge. Um, you guys... I know that you guys have made kind of a, a stir with your... I don't know if you call it your your Northeast IPA. I don't I don't know what you guys call it, but um, you guys are definitely getting people really excited about what you're doing as far as beer. Um, what else do we have here that is sitting in front of me? I can't see my list. Yeah, of uh, I can walk you through that. So it starts out to your left with our brown ale, which is kind of the beer that started it all for us. Uh, next to that is our Wee Heavy, the Duncan Clan Wee Heavy. In the middle is our The Bulldog Old Ale, a style that you don't see much, but we're excited about. And then we get to... Let's, let's, let's start one at a time here. Okay. Yeah. I got a big list. Okay. <laughs> so starting on the left, and that, I really don't know what happened to my list. I had it sitting in front of me just like two seconds ago. There is a baby floating around. It yeah. could have... That's okay. Been Story of my life. Yep. Baby just float around. So So it should be the brown ale to begin. Brown ale. Yep. Yeah. Boring brown ale, um, as people like to think of it. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no. It's, uh, we call it the Brink Brown. It's the beer. It's the recipe we were really excited about. Um, I like boring brown ale. I like that as a name. <laughs> Maybe round, round two. two yep. Yep. Version two, the Imperial. Uh, our, our brewer, Kelly, won a national competition 
Um, he took a best in show in a national competition with a brown ale. And that, you know, you look at it, what styles typically dominate those types of things, it's not brown ale. So we thought we were onto something when, uh, when that happened. Was that the, the nut brown that was on at, uh, at Rogue? Yes. Yeah, so for winning that competition, uh, Rogue was a big sponsor of it. They flew the team out to uh, their facilities out in Portland. We spent a few days driving around Oregon to their different, uh, they've got a hop farm, they have uh, their big production brewery in Newport, and, uh, but we were able to brew the beer with them, and then they put it on draft at one of their brew pubs in Portland. So we were beyond stoked to have that opportunity. It's fantastic. Tell me, tell me what people should be tasting when they come in. Not what people should be tasting, but what people can expect from this beer. Yeah, first and foremost, it's not hoppy. I know there's a lot of people who are scared and don't like hoppy things, and so we love having a nice middle-of-the-road beer that's lightly hopped, but it, it's all about the malt with that beer. Um, a little nutty, a little toffee. Um, it's, it's super easy to drink. It's low ABV. It's only 5% ABV, so we think it's just... Uh, the beer that you're going to have when you come to hang out with your friends at Brink, and that's sort of what our goal is, is it's a great place to hang out. We want to have beers that complement that experience. So uh, while we like to do fun things, this one just sets the table as, a, as easy. Well, and, and, and we'll kind of get to that of the, 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 the experience of what Brink is, but um, because I feel like I already get it, even being here just for a few minutes, all hectic, trying to get this all set up. But, yep. Um, this beer kind of represents it really well for me. It's 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 really drinkable, but at the same I hate the word drinkable, but <laughs> it, it it goes down easy, but at the same time, like there's a whole lot of flavor going on here. It's 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 it, it's toasty, it's nutty, it's um what's what's the ABV on this? Do you guys know off the top of your head? Five, five, um, five it, it it sits right in that sweet spot of you can drink a few of them if you drink it the quote-unquote right way where you're, you know, kind of sipping at it for a little while where you're not just, you know, pounding them down. But um, but at the same time, if, you know, you, you want to get out for, for an hour or two, you can down a couple and, and, and feel pretty good, too, afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this, this, this beer sits right in the sweet spot for me for a... Um, "Quote unquote neighborhood brewery where you you want that place where there's something that's flavorful, but at the same time, you know that word that I hate, the drinkable. Um, it's it's delicious. It's it's lighter than um, a lot of nut browns that I've seen. You know it uh, color wise. Yeah. It's <laughs> color didn't come uh, out so what, brown, but <laughs> what what would you call that? <laughs> It um, looks dangerously close to the uh, amber right it, now. It's, so, uh, <laughs> it's it's first kinda, run on it. You know, it's it, so is is color gonna gonna change on uh, this? I would, so I, would I, I would think so. Should uh, I hesitate to uh, to tell people what it yeah. looks like? <laughs> well, um, we're gonna darken it up a, a yeah. tad, but it's a uh, it's a nut amber. Let's, let's <laughs> call it that right now. But it's it's delicious, and um, I mean. What are people What are people saying so far as far as the beer? What What are people leaning towards? Is it the IPAs that, that you know the hazy IPA that you guys blew through really quick? Is that? Yeah, I think we see a really good mix in this market in, in our neighborhood, and so the IPAs have hit right at where you'd expect. So our sales were around forty percent of our IPAs were, or our beers were IPAs, and if you look nationally, that's pretty much what the trend is. So I felt we were right on point with what we kind of expected and so we've seen a lot of uh ipa and the other beer that's been killing it and we don't even have it to showcase right now is our blondale um 
another style that's kind of been forgotten about, but we people love that beer, and we're flying through it. So we're about to bring that back out. But um, the IPAs have gone a little faster because we've been making smaller batches of them. We haven't put those on our main system just yet, and so it might feel like we're going through those faster than other things, but um, it's it's in line with what we're doing elsewhere. So and, and again, we'll get to that in a minute, but um, you guys have two kind of systems here. Yep. You have the seven-barrel uh, main system that you guys brew on, which is what people are going to be really familiar with um, yep. very soon. But you also have a one-barrel kind of pilot system, yep. um, which is where you kind of test stuff and kind of play with things and and, and throw stuff out there and, and, and see how it sticks on the wall in the uh, Italian kind of pasta sense. Exactly. Um, just, just, just play with things and, and experiment with Kelly um, wanted to have fun, you know. He he didn't want to be locked into brewing everything, you know. We, we were actually surprised at how quickly I think we're developing some flagship beers. <laughs> right. He was well, hoping to play around a little bit more, but, you know, there's certain ones that we know are going to be mainstays already, uh, the blonde being one of them. And, you know, but Kelly said, I don't want to be stuck brewing the exact, you know, <laughs> yeah, seven right. beers day after day. He wants to have fun and experiment, so that's that's sort of where the well, pilot comes in. And I've got a big note sitting here in front of me from before you guys opened, well before you guys opened, when uh, we got together down at, uh, at Marty's Hops yeah. and Vines, and it says there's no flagship beers right away. Um, uh, they'll settle into them. Uh, two to three, Settling quickly. Two to three kind of flagship styles will eventually kind of happen just based on what people are drinking, and... Um, I guess we're figuring that out really fast of what yeah. what people are wanting, um, and, and and again this you know from the beer fridge it kind of always gets kind of um, tough to to just drink beer because I mean you guys have been quote unquote open for a little while now, but at the same time you guys opened and then you were forced to close your doors again because we accidentally drank all of your beer. <laughs> Good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Wasn't all of it, but enough that, <laughs> enough that you guys that, started sweating a little bit. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, sweating quite a bit. <laughs> Some styles were depleted, and we, you know, made an executive decision to say we don't want people to come here and say I, I want a light beer, and we're looking at them going, sorry, there's nothing left. Sorry, everybody else drank them all. <laughs> yeah. You can have the brown or the amber, you know. Yeah. So it was it was more a decision of we wanted we wanted to at least be able to offer people kind of. A, better range before we reopened. So. Uh, there, there's a whole lot of questions there to go along with that, yeah. but let's, let's, let's work our way through this flight, because you guys seem a really big flight here. Yep. So. Uh, Scottish Ale? Scottish Ale is a wee heavy. Uh, we call it the Duncan Clan, named in honor of uh, the inspiration for this brewery was our Uncle Jack. Uh, Jack Duncan, and uh, who we'll talk about we'll, here in a we'll minute, We'll get into too. that, but we, uh, we named this after him. Um, it's it's, it's I'm leaning on the darker side, very high ABV at about a little over 8%. So we serve that in a smaller glass typically. But uh, you're going to get some caramel, some toffee. There's a little bit of rye in there. So you get a little rye spice um, complements it. Uh, subtle hints of chocolate and a tad bit of smoke. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a wee heavy. To me, it's an underappreciated style. And I know that we're in this this fun period right now with 50 West winning GABF and collaborating with their yes. fellow winners and that kind of stuff, um, where Scotch Ales are kind of getting a little bit of their due here in Cincinnati. But um, 
easy drinking, you know, kind of smooth, kind of uh, bordering on that 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 lager territory of of, of drinkability. And, and again, I hate the word drinkability, drinkable. You know, I, I hate all that stuff. But that's 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 right where we're at with this. It it's, it goes down really easy. Um, that's scary at uh, nine and a half percent. Let's not talk about that right now after after my day, which. If anybody can actually hear us, I'm not sure if anybody can hear us because um, I have headphones on, but I may or may not give away some beer tonight because, or today, this afternoon. Um, I spent my morning over at Listerman um, gathering some cans. So I I, I may give away some quote-unquote collectible cans, uh, not for drinking. You shouldn't drink (laughs) the contents because I think... You know what? I don't even know if it's illegal for me to give them away because I don't have a I don't have a liquor license or anything. Um, Who it's would enforce probably, it? Yeah. Probably illegal for you guys, but um, <laughs> uh, we're not giving away alcohol. But I may give away some collectible cans. Um, Sarah, welcome back. Thank you. You you, you win some cans. I, I, I had to <laughs> refill my beer. <laughs> um, so, Scotch ale, absolutely delicious. What's this? Is is this? Does this have a name? I don't have names written down in front uh, of me. The, the Scottish is called Dunk, uh, Duncan Clan. Duncan Clan. Yep. Um, again, I, it, it's drink, all about drinkability. I, which the yeast isn't. It doesn't play a role. The, the hops. It's just all about some subtle malts. It's, it's bringing malty. together some, it's, some subtle malt flavors that work well together. Is what that beer is all about. I don't know if I I throw this in with like the the wintry kind of beers where it's it's heavy because it's definitely a big beer you know abv wise but at the same time it sits lighter on the palate with the summery kind of beers it's i guess that nice middle road where it's a good transition to spring beer where you get some cold days and some warmer days and it works well on either it's darker than your nut brown your nut amber it's good it should be it should be it's it's good it sits right in that perfect spot for me. You know, I want something that kind of uh, fills out that palate and there's something... Surprisingly, that's been doing well with a lot of uh, newer craft beer drinkers, too. I feel like I'm a jerk for wanting malt so much (laughs) with all these IPA drinkers. Don't worry, I'm balancing it out. I like the hops. (laughs) There's a a malt revolution going on. But it's a beer we also think will pair really well with uh, a barrel. So we've, we've decided to put some in a bourbon barrel. Which kind of, I, I see the barrel sitting over there, which brings me into the, the next beer on my flight, the Old Ale. The is old that going ale. in barrels, or is it in barrels? It or is. It should be in barrels. It is in barrels. Uh, you are getting to taste the leftovers of what didn't fit in the barrel. So uh, this recipe was one we knew that was dialed in. We love this style. It doesn't get enough attention. Um, you know, similar to the, the Scottish, we're kind of trying to bring back styles that are great styles that have been left behind somehow. Um, Old Ale is, again, malt-forward, malt-focused. Um, it, it is all about the, the malts. There's I get a little bit more of that boozy kick than I do from the, from the Scottish Ale. Definitely. Uh, it rounds out a little over 9%. Uh, we call it the Bulldog because, as we thought about what we should name it, I was always thinking about like a library full of leather-bound books. And then I'm thinking about Winston Churchill, and I, they called him the Bulldog. And then Sarah, my wife, went to St. Ursula Academy, the home of the Bulldogs, and it was like, oh, well, we're just going to call it that. That's just, <laughs> we're going to do it. It's fantastic. It's, it's sweet and boozy, and, you know, this time of year we get these days where 
you look outside and it's sunny, but then you step outside and it's 30 degrees and it, it hurts when you walk outside. You, you need to prepare. You know, you yeah, need yeah, to this, this beer makes it all worth it. Like you, <laughs> um, I wish the patio out back was open right now because this oh, it's is... it's open, just no furniture yet. <laughs> this, so, uh, well, the weather, while sunny, is, it is cold. This is like today. a, you know, again, going back to, I, I was at Listerman this morning and sitting outside on their patio where it was cold and everybody was just desperately waiting for those doors to open and trying to find beers that kind of fit in that situation. This beer would, sit, would, would fit into that perfectly. It's, yeah. You know, the booziness kind of keeps you warm, but at the same time, the... Um, the, the malt sits right in that that middle ground where you feel like you can kind of drink it a little more than you probably should. I'm sorry, honey. I'm, you know, <laughs> she, I, I know she's probably changing a diaper right now, and I just, I feel terrible. Uh, you're drinking old ale <laughs> while I'm changing diapers. It's, My it's mom a, has our kids this weekend, it's so I, it's sort of liberating to not be feeling what you're feeling. I bit. feel it right now. Like I, I'm glad that I'm not broadcasting this live on Facebook or Periscope. Which again, I apologize to. Uh, Facebook and Periscope for not broadcasting it live, but I feel like I'll be getting yelled at by my wife the whole time we were. So, um, no, the 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 old ale, fantastic. I feel like it would probably take two steps forward with a little bit of bourbon. Um, Come see us. Come see us in a few months. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, I feel like we need to work our way through this flight really fast because yeah, there's yeah. so many questions that I'm that I'm building as we go here, and I feel like I should be writing them all down. But final I'm not, note, though, I'm out of practice. Uh, the the we heavy and the old ale were beers that the recipes were designed specifically to know we were putting them in barrels. So, so it, it's they're they're on now just out of convenience almost for people. Like there was a little bit extra. We had some yeah, extra. Here's, here's, we a, a here's a preview of what. We've gotten a lot of hype about the IPAs, but we want to show that that's we're, we're a little bit beyond that too. So well, we got a little bit more of the old ale that we held out to try to get some age on it too. So yeah, awesome. Uh, the amber, the actual amber, not the nut amber. The actual amber, the broken sprocket, dry hopped amber. Uh, broken sprocket. Broken sprocket. So uh, this beer was. Inspired by another beer out in the market that had a gear kind of a name, and so Kelly felt that Broken Sprocket was what he wanted to go with, and uh, he loves the name. He won't change it. Kelly, that's what it Kelly, Kelly is your head brewer. Kelly, the right? head brewer. That's right. So uh, he brews it. He gets to name it. That's fine. We'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> this is a good transition here because we've talked a lot about our malt forward beers. This one again is malty, but now we dry hopped it with Cascade hops to add some citrus uh, hits to it, and. This one has been hugely popular. Um, people who like hops but don't like want that West Coast in your face bitterness, they've loved it. Uh, if you didn't call it hoppy in your description just now, like it, I feel like um, I wouldn't call it hoppy when yeah, I was describing right. it to people. Like it, it, it fits in with the malt really well. Yeah. Um, it's not one of those beers that if you, you know, pour somebody a flight like this and they're not one of those IPA people, like, oh, I hate IPAs, you know, that, you know we all know those people. And I feel like it sits really well, especially with um, the nut brown and the, and the old ale and things like that, where it it, it fits right with those and that, that <laughs> there comes that word again, that drinkability range. Yep. And at the same time, fills it out with something else. I'm noticing and a theme here. If you if you <laughs> don't call it hoppy, 
I wouldn't call it hoppy. You know, it, it, it you get a little bit of that citrus on the on the on the back end of it, but at the same time, it's real sweet. It's real caramely. It's it, it, it just it fills out that palate and, yeah. and becomes really drinkable. <laughs> uh, it's it's fantastic. You know, the, the the criticism, my favorite criticism we've gotten for this beer was that it was too balanced, and so oh, um, too balanced. I hate yeah. that when my beer is too balanced. We, we felt we nailed it when we when it was too balanced. So. I, I thought it was a little too tasty. First of all, probably the beer that Kelly has brewed the most repetitively. I mean, he's yeah. entered this in a number of competitions. This is the beer that he always claims started it all for him. I think this might have been his first medal win in a home brew competition. Um, and then the fires were ignited. Yes, he wanted yes, more medals. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he went insane after that first one. I remember the text message I got from, I think it was Sensi Weir Beer Fest, yeah, actually. Like, is where yeah. he, he, that was the point where he went insane? Yeah. That was where he, competitions we're like doing that. he yeah. needed more of that in his life. The so. speaker's aimed that way, so nobody can hear us over here. <laughs> That, was, that sweet competitive action. I mean, I can't even give him the fish anymore because there's nothing on the line. He wants to get in fishing tournaments. And, you know, he keeps the, running that, that brew system at the rate we need him to. He's going to want some fishing in his life again. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you want to move on to the next one? Or? Uh, let, let's go on to the next one. Okay. I, have, I have two more here. I have IPA uh, written yep. down, yeah, and I have two that... Are very different looking. <laughs> they they are they are and uh, so the, the next one on your palette here is the session IPA that we call fashionably late. Uh, that name yep. that name is probably pretty obvious where it came from. Uh, we thought we were going to be open in yeah. September and then November and then January <laughs> and then finally in February. So. Uh, you finally made it, and you got to make a grand entrance when you do. So uh, you guys we definitely made late. a grand entrance, um, <laughs> you know, uh, by by selling all of your beer. <laughs> that was a pleasant surprise. Uh, we've been spending money for a long time, and I'm pretty sure I told you guys you would use all of your beer. <laughs> uh, a lot of people did, and we were like, no, no, no. no. We, got, we got plenty. We have a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, so that went great. But Fashion Late has been uh, super popular. It's you're going to need to use the term drinkable now because it was designed to be a really crushable, drinkable for the hop heads, but yet easy going. Oh, um, that's good. Citra mosaic hops on this, which is just, if you're not making beer without that, I don't know what you're doing because that's so, what you need. I've got a confession that I don't know if I've ever talked about on the air, but I'm not a huge hop kind of guy. Uh-oh. I like Uh-oh. I like multi beers. Yeah. Okay. I like Scottish ales. I like I, you know I like the, that 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 sweet multi kind of thing. This beer sits right in that perfect sweet spot for me of where the hops kind of start to come in, but yet there's that that big multi kind of backbone that kind of backs it up and and gives me something else to taste. I you know. Uh, because I spent the morning at Listerman, and because I'm going to give away some Listerman beer Good. cans, Listerman beer cans <laughs> later, um, I'll throw them out there. You know, the, 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 the big IPAs, you know, the Northeast IPAs, the, the, the Pox and the Biggies and the whatever you want to call them. Um, that doesn't do anything for me. I like, I like sweet, malty kind of beers. You're hurting my feelings. Um, well, no, I love this beer. This beer is is absolutely right in that sweet spot for me. 
Um, you put this in cans, and I will buy it every <laughs> single day for the rest of my life. We're going to have to figure that um, out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> you, do you guys have room out back for uh, mobile uh, canning to pull yeah. in? Mobile we'll, canning. We'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we barely have room for the food truck we've yeah. here today, but uh, we'll get there. Well, I have a confession that I don't usually like sessions. It's just... Session I'm, IPAs. Yeah. I, I hate, the, I hate the, the, the term session IPA. I right. hate the, well, the yeah. designation. Right. But uh, I... That is what I'm drinking right now. It is my go-to. It is awesome. This is this is Kelly has changed my perspective on the whole thing with this one beer. But should we should we give the uh, full story? I think that was kind of an accident that it ended up the session. Uh, Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we kind of missed the mark on the efficiency. This is one of the first run beers, new system, uh, trying to dial it in so it didn't quite hit the ABV mark and. Uh, when we did the final gravity run, we realized it was more in the session range. So, so. how does that? But now it's been replicated yeah, exactly say. like that. How does yeah, and then how does that work now? You know, like you, you, you quote unquote, <laughs> you miss the mark on what you wanted to make this beer, and you make it, and guys like me come in and they're like, oh, this is That's this is fantastic. Happens, yeah. This is my favorite beer I've tasted so far. Where does it now like sit in this? Does it become uh, like... We do it. You're drinking batch too. So we. Yeah. this was the first beer I think we ran out of um, from our original round of beers. So we brewed it. We knew we'd have to brew it again. So we brewed it right before the grand opening began. Um, well, and Kelly looked at John and he said, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to make it how we originally intended <laughs> or dial it back? And what John, do you want me to do? And John's like, no, it's a, it's a session now. Keep, Rock and roll, like, and he he tweaked the recipe. Yeah. It, it just seems to have a little more body than the session IPAs I'm used to. I'm used to the session IPAs being like hop water. I would never call this a session IPA. I would call it like a pale ale, just tasting it. You know, you know something that, that that's that's <laughs> here comes that yeah. word again, drinkable. But you, you know, get that hop kind of punch going on there. But at the same time, it's got that sweetness to back it up and to kind of quote unquote cancel out the hops and just balance it all out you know it, it, there's so many people like looking for non-balance in their beers they're looking mm. for that big hop kick that kind of you know runs you right up that well, I see yeah. lots of gesturing you know. going on here there's a lot of like kids around yeah, and yeah. I can't <laughs> figure out a good, right good word there. for poop shoot <laughs> we're family friendly <laughs> let's 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 take a quick break. I'm gonna think about words for poop shoot, <laughs> and so we'll come back and we'll talk about the IPA and we'll talk about Brink. Uh, we we're way behind schedule. We should have talked about you guys about ten minutes ago. Um, this is gonna be like a three-hour show, Uh-oh. and that's that's the way it works because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing anymore. So we'll be right back. Uh, Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Let me find my button here. Break one. There we go. Hi, Mike Cisneros here with a word about Brewhouse Dog Bones. By now, craft beer fans all over Cincy know the distinctive brown paper sack with a big red bone. You've seen it in great breweries like Mount Carmel, Listerman's, Rheingeist, Eight Ball, Braxton, and more. At just five bucks a bag, you know you can't find a more healthful or delicious treat for your best friend made from spent brewery grains, organic eggs, peanut butter, and brown rice flour. But did you know that Brewhouse Dog Bones is an educational program for developmentally disabled teens and young adults? It's available through the New Richmond, Cincinnati Public, Fort Thomas Public, Sycamore, Oak Hills, and many more school districts across Southwest Ohio and Northern Kentucky. 
For more information on where to find brew house dog bones or how to get your developmentally disabled loved one or your school district involved in the brew house dog bones program, contact Lisa Graham at area code 513-520-0310 or visit www.brewhousedogbones.com. Give your dog the craft experience with brew house dog bones. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest to be harvested. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that crafty crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. Hi fans, I'm going to tell you about the new apparel supplier to Cincy Brewcast, Pastura Screen Print. Mario Pastura has built his family business with the craft beer movement in mind. They've done custom items for Old Firehouse, Listerman, and many more. Screen printing to embroidery, Pastura Screen Print has the answers for your custom apparel and marketing needs. Contact Mario or any of the pros at Pastura Screen Print at 513-550-2271 by email at pastura.screenprint at gmail.com and coming soon at www.pasturascreenprint.com. The craft of custom apparel is Pastura Screen Print. You're listening to Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. I'm the gnarly gnome. I'm your guide through craft beer nirvana here in College Hill. Not North College Hill, just College Hill. That's right. Um, we are just a few steps away from Fibonacci. Another few steps away from Urban Artifact down the road. Like, I feel like I could actually walk there because it's downhill. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I'm not sure if I could walk you could roller skate to Fibonacci because I'm a little chubby. <laughs> I'm drinking a lot of beer, you guys. I think we were about when equidistant <laughs> between both of them. So People warned me about a lot of things about having a baby. Um, the amount of beer that I intake, <laughs> nobody told me about. I, I drank so much beer when I was off work. So I, I would wake up in the morning, and like we woke up at weird hours because the baby Mornings. would wake up at weird hours, and I would just crack up my beer <laughs> and like, walk the baby around the house. So... Mel, if you're listening in like, you know, 21 years, because we don't drink beer before 21. Yes. If you're listening to this, um, you made Daddy drink very early <laughs> in the morning. Um. It, it's why all alcohol producers produce alcohol yes. is because of babies and sugar <laughs> and kids. I don't even I don't even know how to like like this this whole show. I don't even know how to follow it up. Um, <laughs> I'm curious what this little guy's name is right here. He's staring at me right now. I feel like he's staring at me. I know he's not staring at me. Um, his name is Logan after um, the Wolverine. Is that his name? <laughs> they can't hear me. No, no. no, no. It's Winston after Churchill. What's his name? Huh? That's a girl. Oh, now I feel like a jerk. Oh, I'm an asshole. It's okay. We're going to get What's him a little, little special seat. 
Oh, let's give it a second before they can. I can edit some time out. I need to know what her name is. I'm that guy. I called the. Oh. Yeah, you did just kind of. I did that. Yeah, a little bit. You're a new dad. You'll learn. Yeah. Okay. Or you won't. Hey, yeah. what's what's her name? Uh, they can't even hear me. No, My speaker's not loud enough. Oh, now I can see. Now she's. Yeah. Oh, now I feel like a jerk. Those seats are nice. We what's, need to get a few of those. What's her name? Louisa. Louisa. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's good. The stave mother. Uh, anybody here, Cincinnati fans, will know that. Um, Louisa. We know that. <laughs> so, I have one more beer here in my flight um, before we talk about what you guys have going on because Louisa brings up a whole um, world of, of fun things I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I have one more thing, and it's uh, much more IPA looking. Uh, versus everything else you guys have going uh, on here. It's a wheat, American wheat ale. Oh, no nice. yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. we're now we're right in my wheelhouse. Uh, here we go. The uh, the wheat even flow uh, for all you Pearl Jam fans out there. Uh, That's right, in Nine Giants uh, uh, wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know where that came from. My uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law insisted that he get the name of beer, and he's he's so Pearl Jammed out that he has a tattoo on his calf, the whole thing. So oh, oh I need to interrupt you. This is the best beer I've had. Oh. This is fantastic. Uh, the Amarillo hops will do that to you. <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. The Amarillo will seduce you. Mm. So not, not like German wheat, not, no. not that, that, that banana clove kind of thing going on. It's American wheat, um, easy Mer- drinking, but still with that, that punch right at the end. This is fantastic. Yeah. We, uh, we envision pairing this up with our Blondale. Great transition into spring as the weather gets better. This is like your patio beer, so we just felt we had to have this. So uh, here it is, yeah. And Kelly's going to work on... Uh, so uh, I'm going to isolate that and, and put it in every... Uh, I didn't even know Todd, the story. Todd. Todd. I didn't even know the story behind the name of that one. but Todd from Lakota. Okay. We've, we've started uh, drinking and... Why can't I hear you? Oh. <laughs> we've started... Uh, drinking in the evening and with friends and then right and uh you know spitballing names is really what name isn't trademarked yet and the answer is none of them yeah yeah right (laughs) but even so that's how that happened is nobody's trademarked even flow uh no comment (laughs) (laughs) it's not leaving the we haven't we haven't packaged it yet don't worry about it (laughs) It, it's been a long week for uh, trademarks, yes. for me sending me emails to different people saying, hey, this person is... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's getting to be a very... The beer's really good. <laughs> yeah, the beer's, the beer's good. It's, uh, the naming is a crowded place. Um, yeah. I'm glad you'll enjoy the beer. <laughs> Ask me again in six months, but right now this is my favorite beer I've had tonight. Um, today. What time is it? it is. I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. What I have lost track of time. Um, I think it's close two. to two because yeah. the food truck just pulled up not that long ago. So and like they were it's, at two. it's afternoon. Like it's yes. okay that I'm drinking. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Day drinking is. That's what I do. Socially acceptable. That's right, honey. Day yeah. drinking or getting ready to drink during the yeah. day, whatever. That guy looked excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he was talking to me, but he might not have been. Um. So, I guess in this second, quote-unquote, segment, 
we should talk about Brink. Um, what would we say? The, the easy way to lead into it is that you guys are right on the brink of something here in College Hill. Um, there is a really big story that you could dig into that. And I feel like we need to start in the bathroom. <laughs> and that's really... Yeah, that's, that's a weird transition, that's, but that's, that's correct. That's maybe. really stupid for a lot of people, but until you come here, like I, that's, I feel like that's where it starts. And so, you know... If, if you get the bathroom, you get us. Um, the bathroom that, that is being referenced is covered in a uh, mural or whatever you want to call it, mosaic of old beer labels. And I'm talking like they go back a couple decades in some cases. Some are new, some are old. My Uncle Jack um, has been collecting beer labels on his trips around the world for decades. And before craft beer and before the term craft beer existed, it was just good beer from Europe. And he'd travel around, and whether it was here or around the, the world, he saved the labels to my my poor Aunt Vicky was like, what are you doing? Please stop. <laughs> this is never going to amount to anything. Well, not only that, but she's like, I think you have mental issues that need to be addressed. <laughs> you just keep take, tearing these labels off and saying, what are you ever going to do with those? And he said, I don't know. I'll find something to do with them. So uh, Uncle Jack was exposing us to these delicious, full-flavored beers for a long time. And we've, you know, around the age of 21, when we started getting exposed to those beers, we fell in love with them because all we knew about was, you know, the, the Bud Light and, and the, the macro lager that's out there. And so, as I remember being a young man going to parties, bringing Sam Adams Sixers <laughs> to parties, and everyone looked at me like I was the biggest tool ever. Um, I'm, I'm look right at there, me now! I'm right there with you with uh, you growlers of Mount Carmel as yeah. I, you know, roll up to a, par a college party with a cooler with wheels with these growlers <laughs> of Mount Carmel. Where's the natural light? <laughs> exactly. And so, screw you guys! I'm the gnome. Yeah. So Uncle Jack was collecting these labels, and we we found them in the basement. These boxes and boxes were like. I think we have an idea. <laughs> and so uh, he, he handed them over to us. And I'll give Sarah most the credit. She was the one there until the wee hours of the morning, just hand, one by one. This isn't wallpaper. People come in, they say, where'd you get that wallpaper? Like, this is not wallpaper. No, there, I, there's pictures on some kind of social media platform. Um, Sarah, help me out here. It's probably Instagram, yeah, Facebook, something or other. I think we have a other. midway pick on, on Instagram and <laughs> like Facebook. It, it, you, when you guys were putting those on the wall, like... And there's a lot of people that have labels and this label collection and that kind of thing of, you know, bottle caps, whatever it is that right. people collect. There's, there's something very different about what you guys are doing here. And it's that genesis of Brink, whether you guys were there for all of them or not. Like, it's, it's that start of, of craft beer. You know, you, you walk in this building and you walk in this space and if you give it a second, you can trace craft beer from the very beginning to where it is now here in Cincinnati. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think you see that not just in some of the design touches, but look at the menu we're putting out. We're putting out Scottish ales and old ales and brown ales, which were what craft beer was two decades ago. But we also have a session IPA with Citra Mosaics showing where beer is now. But you, you, know, you walk in the bathroom and you see those labels from, I mean, how far back did they date? Do you know? 
Jack was. Oh, geez, you can look uh, yeah. at some of the Great Divide labels I know that are on there, and those are from like the early days of Great Divide packaging. I mean, those are like 20 years old. So, so you're talking about that versus there's some labels in there that are that, that are fairly recent, and you walk into the space and you see things. You know, you've got tap handles that are from what uh, such and such yeah. from OTR. You know, you know. Very recent, very very local, very Cincinnati, you know, very yep. um, current, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, the bar top, which is from. Um, it was a uh, reclaimed woods from, I believe, uh, a bottling plant in OTR. We think it was Shaneling uh, pre-prohibition. Uh, it's old. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> old. it was it's some old wood. <laughs> it's, it's it's old wood, you know, like it, it this this whole space is 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 this weird kind of um, dance between what craft beer has been in Cincinnati to what it's becoming in Cincinnati. I mean, you know, the ceiling with the, the the tiles, these aren't Home Depot. Nope. You know? no, that's reclaimed. It was actually <laughs> hiding underneath uh, an, a drop ceiling, and we uh, uncovered it, and we were able to, to salvage all the it's, ceiling it's, tiles. It's not fake. No, no. you don't make this. You, you don't make this stuff up. The structural <laughs> clay brick wall that we fought so hard to uh, have exposed and restored. Uh, you know, I think we internally uh, dubbed it the uh, Brink Brick Wall. You know, there was but a story behind that one too. There's a lot of people that recreate this. Right. Nice. That, that, that make this and spend whatever amount of dollars to, to, to build something. And I'm, I'm waving my hand frantically at this wall <laughs> that's next to me. Yeah. And I, so I many don't gestures for radio. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a while since I've been live. I, I don't know what I'm doing. But, I mean, it's really hard to express in words what you get when you walk into a space like this and um, as much as you walk in and there's this really cool like it's it's not a chalkboard there's there's these tiles done by Greenwell down in Covington that this backlit brink sign that that photographs really well that I just want to take like pictures of over and over and over and again Um, what you guys have done with this 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 space that, that that captures this this middle ground of this building was built in what 1926 1926 1926 it was built you know like and then at the same time you're now bringing in you know 2000 I think it's 2017 <laughs> is that what year it is 2000 in the year of our lord 2017 <laughs> I mean like you guys are like bringing that into this space that has been sitting here for so long that we're gonna have to show you some before pictures too Mm. you would die there's a couple up there on the wall actually (laughs) well but yeah again what what, all right so you walk in the door right um all right so you, you you park in the parking lot out back and assuming it's not nice outside and patio's not open so we're gonna assume that you walk around the corner and you hit hamilton avenue which is full of a bunch of vacant buildings, a bunch of 
uh, cell phone prepaid card. I don't, I don't know what half <laughs> these places do. There's a couple um, of those. So, so the cellular shop and the check cashing joint, you know. Um, and then you get this beacon right in the middle of it all, right in, in College Hill, this, 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 this brink sign. They have two half, what do you call them, half Garage doors. Are, are they half yeah. garage doors that yeah, we call them? Yeah, well, you know, they've got the sill. It's basically at, at bar height, so it's bar height and above it opens. and then you They, can, they open yeah. up to the street, to Hamilton Avenue. Yep. Um, so when you're headed from Urban Artifact to Fibonacci and you're making <laughs> your stop at Brink and you see this beacon halfway in between, conveniently right in the middle between the two. Um, and we do have a big lit sign. Yes. <laughs> it's very Two lit. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've driven by for the last, like, six months, I've been grumbling to myself as I see them. <laughs> I see the sign, but I can't get the beer. Uh, that's um, where we were, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got these, these, these two half garage doors that lead out onto the street of people that can sit and drink beer and experience that warm weather when it finally comes. We've had them open uh, quite a lot lately, we're, believe we're, it or not. We're right on that <laughs> brink. Yeah. Oh, you see what I did there? <laughs> of spring. No one um, ever has thought of that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you walk into the space. There's a big, giant community table. Um, what, 3,200 square feet? And brewery. Yeah, the brew house itself is about 700 yeah, mm-hmm. square feet of, of that 3,200. So we maximized it. But I I feel like every person that has come here and hears that, they go, wow, it's so much bigger than yeah. I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, everyone's really surprised at how spacious it really is and how many people can comfortably sit. I think that's, that's a surprise because they... In their head, I think they think 3,200 square feet. That's going to be small. But um, well, no, I mean, like right now, there's probably about 1,500 people in here right now, <laughs> and, and like it still feels airy and like open. Yeah. Um, the the table, I, you the know, table. that's where I want to start into this whole next thing of this 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 tie-in of all right. <clears throat> Let's put it out there. Denver. Yeah. Denver. Everybody, everybody that owns Brink is not necessarily 100% Cincinnati. Not anymore. Born and raised, though. <laughs> Born okay. here, let's, raised here. Let's, let's, let's talk about it, though. Yeah. So, um, John and I, I, John's my husband. Um, Hi. <laughs> John's brother is Kelly. Kelly brews the beer that you drink. Um, we, we moved to Denver about 10 years ago. We were born and raised here, and we kind of looked at each other, and we said, all right, we really like it there. If we don't do it now, we're not doing it. And we went, and it, it's, um, yeah, so we're yeah, in Denver. The con- <laughs> well, the conversation was, I've never lived anywhere else. I think that before I grow up and settle down, I should live somewhere else. So we, we went to Denver for a while. So here's, here's the way I see it. And, and this is probably completely off the mark and completely, like, gnarly and gnome-like, and, and this is what I do. So I see you guys as Cincinnati people, right? They I, are, I, and they'll tell you where I, they went to high school. I, I may get shit for that, but they're Cincinnati people. Yeah. You've got 
a city that is kind of hanging out and doing their weird beer thing and stupid and and and, and, and kind of falling off the map. You got Denver. That's doing incredible things. You've got Uncle Jack, who is doing this 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 crazy weird craft beer thing, and he's sharing stuff with you. He's he's the original Untapped. Before he <laughs> yeah, had a digital platform to put it on. So you've got Uncle <laughs> Jack Tapped. Yes, exactly. And he's he's doing this thing, and he's craft beer mm-hmm. as as much as craft beer can be. And if you guys look at it. And you see what Denver can do with communities. Yep. And you see what Denver can do with these these areas that that fit into it and that embrace the small scale tapped into the big scale. Yeah. No, <laughs> I feel like exactly I feel like yeah. I, I no, feel like I'm having a hard time putting it in words. No, that's but spot on. I mean, I think for us, you know, we Denver has what is it, 78 breweries in Denver proper, and, you know, I wish I had John's been to over 300 across the country. World. That's true, yeah. internationally. And we, you know, so we've been to a lot, and we have a lot right in our backyard. I'm a little bitter about that. <laughs> we, we've been to so many. <laughs> I'm, I'm not bitter. But I, I will say every vacation we now take stay is right planned here now. around beer. Um, we, we, there is not a vacation See, honey, now. we're not the only ones. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I think our big observation from what we see in Denver and, you know, similar to markets in Portland and Seattle and San Diego, um, you know, was they really embraced the idea of this neighborhood tap room. Um, you know, if you went to Great Divide, which is a major, major brewery, a huge distributor, um, one of Denver's first craft breweries, you would be shocked. Their, their tap room was yeah, probably half the size of what ours is. original, yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's still the essence of kind of who they are and where they came from. And, you know, they, they, they've actually really enriched a, a neighborhood in Denver that was you know n- not a not a well respected area or a place that people wanted to be at late night that whole thing and um you know now it's 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 part of the community so i think you know for us we looked at that and we've seen so many breweries that have been so successful just embracing the community and um not not getting ahead of their skis you know in terms of scale and size i think you know this is really comfortable and that was part of what we wanted it to be is we wanted this to be a place that was a community destination that was comfortable that was a spot that people wanted to come and hang out um and where we'd want to hang out yeah but but you're jumping into a whole different world here now so when you say that yeah how big is too big i don't know i mean (laughs) it's funny so so so, uh, yeah i when we started a, this whole process... I, I feel like that's a very personal that, question. That's a <laughs> financial question, too. No, no, it's not. No, it's, no, it's, no. It's, so aside from the fact that you guys are all owners of this space and this, this, this thing, what is too big for a brewery? You know, we, in Cincinnati, we've got a whole range of places. You know, you've got the Ryan Geist and the right. Mad Trees that are yeah. these Which massive is so different from what we see crown else. jewels yeah. of Cincinnati. Yeah. And they're great and they're they fantastic. Are. It's so and then though. you've got the Fibonacci's and the Dogberries and these nano places, mm-hmm. you know, the Great Crescents. You know, I'll, you know, I'll give them a shout out too because I don't enough here on the show. But um, 
how big is too big? How big? Well, I think when we kind of started this process of, of really sitting down and designing this place, that was kind of our thought process internally was we saw what was going on in Denver, the smaller scale. In Cincinnati, you know, it was mainly the warehouse. Wait, you know. <laughs> so you're on the brink of something? Nah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, if we would have opened when we were just, supposed to. I just want to make that. I yeah, want to make that. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when we wrote the business plan, like, we thought we were bringing something a little bit different. But now, you know, you have Nine Giant that's popped up, Woodburn, and the other guys. But, yeah, but focus it down. Yeah. You, know, you got shakers right there. <laughs> I can see shaky. I can see it right there. How big is too big? I, I, I would answer it this way, is that you know we're, our ownership group is in our late 30s, early 40s. We all have families with young kids. If we get to do this and, yes, we do. and be successful and still be able to participate in our families' lives and you know go to soccer games and do those kinds of things, then we've done it the right way. Um, I don't think, when, when Kelly and I first looked at each other, he was in Denver, we, I took him to this tap room concept. I was like, dude, you gotta see this. Like, they don't distribute like crazy. All they are is a tap room. I picture a lot of giggling going on. <laughs> and, uh, and we could do this, man. We, we did. And we never aspired to own a 100,000 barrel a year brewery. That, that's just, I don't know, that never appealed to us. I think we're just not people who think that way. It wasn't about the money. It was about, look at the community they build with this little thing. And that's but, what we said we wanted to do. But how big is too big? You know, a, I, I don't know. I, I respect that. That's I, I want to get bigger. I, I think that we have modest plans or ideas of how we could get bigger within the College Hill community. I don't envision us building a second production facility somewhere else across town just to be production. I'm going to pull this audio. You know, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've been open for three weeks. I don't think yeah, we know. Yeah. We didn't. You drink. guys ran out of beer. Yeah, and so we we <laughs> came back to the table after that and said, "Oh my, we may have underestimated a little bit here." <laughs> so we don't know the answer. So um, do you really like in your head think that a production facility is not going to happen at some point, or if we can do it? This, the short-term thinking. He's right looking now. at Andy, who run, <laughs> runs the books. So this is, this, we're, we're treading in some. I you see, know, I see sweat here. happening. No, no, I, no. I, I don't mean this as like like, like Kelly, trying to Kelly trying and to I have trap you. About it. Kelly does not want to run a production facility on the other side of town. If we could, if we could expand within yeah, the college like right, hill and this right fabric, over there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if we if we got to like five thousand barrels, that feels like really ambitious right now. But that's. That feels like a number that would be okay. It's, it's got to be completely organic, too. I mean, we don't want to just, you know, try to We're not going to chase for, growth. Yeah, well, we're not going to chase growth. We're not going to swing thing. for the fences. I think fences. that's the important part to kind of fall back on is that, like, it's not about the growth and not about the yeah, size and not about It's a lifestyle business for us. I mean, yeah. you this, know, it's not a growth this is business. A, this is a taproom in a brewery that's built around this. And I, I, I'm, I'm waving my hands like an idiot, but... <laughs> You know, there's there's babies sitting right there, and there's families sitting over there, and this is this is what it's about. It's about this space and this um, this space this, will always be the anchor of the bank of the brand is the way I think we look at it too. I mean, this this is the brand right here, this tap room, you know, and what when, Sarah did. W- when Ryan guys opened their doors, it wasn't built for babies to come hang out mm-hmm. at the bar, <laughs> and and I. I I don't know. Yeah. Know. Fuck right, guys. <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll run it. You know, it's... it's you know, I'll answer your question a little more uh, honestly. I mean, I think I look at some of the 
places coming in now and, and coming in with big barrel systems. And I think there's a little bit of a fear factor in our group, like, wow, how do you make and sell that much beer in a crowded market? Um, you know, more importantly, how do you, like, how do you, like, just, like, sit down and give that middle finger to what people are saying about beer and say, no, we believe in College Hill. We well, believe in this, this community and these people, and, like, we, we believe right. this is the right spot yeah. and the right people and the right... Plus, you know, it, you, you talked about Uncle Jack at the beginning of this, and, you know, I think in our scale, too. Like, there, for us, there's... That connection to those people is important. I mean, we, we could have gone and built a factory it's, and there's, there's, pumped out cans day one, but for us to sit here and actually be able to person to person talk, talk about the beer, I mean, that's... All of us much love as, being behind the bar. As much as I love you guys, <laughs> and I've, you know, I've, I've hung out with you guys, and I've talked to you guys, and I, I, I really feel this connection with you guys, we've all got our Uncle Jack. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've all got that person, and, like, to find that space... That connects you and your Uncle Jack, whoever it is, or whatever it is, to like this bigger picture of the Rangeist or the right. Mad Tree, or like that connection is is really hard with new drinkers and finding that space to kind of connect it all. Um, yeah, I mean, know. I was talking with one of our our, our beer tenders, as we call them, um, last night, and she oh, was like, "Too fancy." Right? I know. <laughs> have to come up with something because uh, it's not a full bar uh, they're, they're, <laughs> just beer all they're the time. Beerist, uh, beeristas now <laughs> yeah beeristas oh i hate um, that <laughs> we she, she was like we need to put on a on the board you know who's serving you and put the name and she was like because you know she's like i, I, I like that we already have regulars i mean it's there's already people that we see consistently and she's like and i she's like i go over and introduce myself when i'm serving them she's like but when you know it gets busy or whatever she's like i'm not able to do that and she's like, I want to be able for them to at least know, like, they can shout out, here's my, you know, here's, here's who's pouring my beer, and we can talk. And who's pouring our beer tonight? Uh, right now, we've got Amy. Amy and Sarah are back there. Amy and Sarah, what's up? Yeah. Uh, Obviously, they can't they even don't hear me. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> I feel like we're so loud, and they can't hear us. But, but that was cool to me that she actually came over and mentioned that, because I was like, you know what? I love that suggestion, and yes, we absolutely should do that, but the fact that our kind of vision for how things would operate was translating to I just, everyone that's here on a I daily wanna, basis I want to push that, that, that Uncle Jack kind of thing. Like yeah. I, I want to, like, we've all got that, it may not be a person, or it may not be a specific beer, or it may not be, but there is something there is some connection right there, right on the cusp, right on the beginning of things for everybody. If you're if you're sitting here in this tap room right now, like like you've got that that beer, that person that like that connected you to it, and and, and this kind I think, of expresses that a little bit. I think like, we're already becoming that in College Hill a little bit because there there are groups of regulars who come in. Um, they're macro lager drinkers, and, uh, you know, I told them, come on in, try these beers, and we're going to convert you. And, you know, we've already become the connection for some of those people to transition into the craft beer world who never thought, never would have tried an IPA or a wheat beer or a brown beer. And just, oh, my Lord, I love this stuff. I can't believe it. There's so much more to beer. And, I mean, that's what we wanted to do, and that was the connection we wanted to make with the community. And it's panning out so far. Let's take another break. 
I feel like we should I need a beer. <laughs> beer me. We're, we're, we're way far into the show and, and way past where we should have taken a break. And we'll come back. Um, I feel like we should give away some collectible cans <laughs> yeah. that may have some beer residue in them. Give it away, give it away now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Sensi Brewcast. We are the voice of Sensi Craft. I'm figuring it out. Uh, if little baby Melly is still awake, go to sleep. Give your mom some uh, 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 break. I don't know. She's not here, so she's probably a pain in the ass. We'll be right back. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing to garage this, to where we are I can do the show right, for like nine is, hours. That is the dream. Where we go I mean, I can from just here, keep going. we're going we're gonna to continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we, uh, it's good. we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> Hey everybody, we're brought to you by Brewer's Buddy, your best friend in brewing. Brewer's Buddy is the latest homebrewing system on the market. It's a patent-pending, gravity-fed, beer homebrewing platform made affordable for anyone who loves the craft of brewing beer. It's versatile, durable, affordable, and it's safe. You can follow them at Brewers Buddy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, is and you there, can find out more about them at BrewersBuddy.com. Really? Make sure you pre-order now at www.BrewersBuddy.com. Brewers Buddy, your best friend in brewing. That's so cool. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamel Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beer. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Municipal Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, it's Kentucky. So in Cincinnati. In Northside. Bellevue, Kentucky. Tomorrow, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. And we're back, since he broadcast. <laughs> and now suddenly I'm by myself. <laughs> Uh, we're at Brink Brewing Company, uh, College Hill, not North College Hill, not South College Hill, not East, not West. We are in College Hill, right in the heart. Um, this is a really cool place, and I know that I say that a lot with a lot of opening breweries because I really feel that about what people are doing with their individual communities. But what Brink is doing in College Hill is bigger than their own community of 
College Hill. It's about what Cincinnati is becoming of these individual um, uh, community is a hard word to, to, to express, but um, it's it's the the the, the craft in in graft. Um, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, this is tough. I, I'm right here with you, just listening <laughs> to your, your soothing tones coming out of your, your mouth know, hole. I don't even know what mic around, so we're going to put them all up. What is wrong with this? Um, I, why are you guys different than the Rheingeist or the Mad Trees or even the Fibonacci's down the street? What, what makes you guys a place that people want to come to? Uh, I, you know, I can't speak for the other guys and what they did. I, I, and I'm not asking you to yeah. like put them down or anything. Not at like all. That. But I, I don't know what why they do what they do. I know why we do what we do, and it all began with creating a place that was like. And I've been to million tap rooms, and we've all been to a lot of tap rooms. It was like, where? What is the ultimate tap room? And, and that was what we wanted to do. And spill my beer. Oh, oh no! Let me get you. A we, uh, we don't have a whole lot more, so don't do that again. <laughs> That's all right. Um, no, you're good. Yeah. It, it was like everything in our lives is about hanging out at a brewery tap room, man, and like having fun, and, you know, dealing with the issues with your job and your family or the great things that happen in your life. It, for us, it's all about brewery tap rooms where that stuff goes on. And so for us, it was like, let's build that place where we would want to go do those things and, and, and it's just such a part of our life we, we just wanted to, to say this is what we think the best tap room would be and that's that's what we set out to do and, and you know in the back of my mind we can all speak differently but for me there was always this worry of like i don't want to be lumped in as a me too brewery there's you know there's over five thousand now and we've also got people who ask us the question well there's so much competition what's your thing going to be what's your niche and it's like at this part of the, the game, there's no niche that hasn't been found. It's not about that. We found this great neighborhood in College Hill, and we spent two years looking for a place to put this thing, and this is where we found what we were looking for, the community that, that was right there, that was ready to support it, and it had the space was right, and everything started coming together, and it just felt completely right. And so, um, well, and I, I think Tree's awesome. Ryan Guy's awesome. We take friends down there when we hang out and when we come to town. But I think this is just the ultimate place where it's comfortable to watch a game or not, to hang out with your friends for sure and, and meet your neighbors. So, you know, it's, we, it's, it's very different, but at the same time, very much kind of that same genesis of, of what Mad Tree was when they started. Yeah. Maybe what Ryan Guys was with us. I don't know. <laughs> Ryan Guys had a little more square footage to work with. Why are you different than not just Fibonacci or Dogberry or whoever those those other smaller breweries are? Yeah. Why are you different from the Mad Trees and the, the Ryan Geist and the, the big places too? Uh, well, 
I think a big part of it was that we really embraced the local College Hill community, and they embraced us, frankly. I mean, you know, this is a two-way street, and they could not be a more supportive, excited community. And, you know, we saw the space, and it, it, frankly, it was going to take a little bit of vision to actually see even a brew house working in what used to be a Two Brothers clothing store. Um, but we were able to kind of see past that, and we talked with their local redevelopment corp, and it was just it was so aligned with what we were looking for in terms of kind of an opportunity to be a, a change, you know, a catalyst to this community kind of rebirth, if you will. Um, you know, I in everybody in College Hill has come around, and they're so appreciative for us picking College Hill, and we're so appreciative to them for coming here and hanging out and supporting us and promoting us, and, you know, it, it, it's, it, was, it was touching on a smaller scale that I think has given us the success that we needed, and it goes back to people. I mean, that's really what it's all about. It goes back into this, this, this bigger picture for me. Like, you, you walk in here, and, and there's things that you don't, when you walk into the space as a Cincinnati beer drinker, you don't quite get, you know, you talk about the bathroom and Uncle Jack and the beer labels and, like, it's, it's, it's a quote-unquote wallpaper that you just walk in there and you just ignore it while you're taking a leak. Don't pee on it's, it, though. No, no. It's, it's and double poly. We're good. Don't mess with that, please. Like, don't put <laughs> stickers on it. Don't, like, don't mess with we that. We have a lot like, more labels if that happens. So, um, but on that same token, you... You walk in here and you look at the, the the walls and they're not artificial. Like that's that's the historic walls. You, you look at the ceiling and these these tiles. Like that's 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 restored. Like like historic. 1926. Like this building is historic in this area. You know this this wall right behind me. I know people can't see me because we're not broadcasting live, and I'm sorry. And we'll get there, but you know it's it's that beetle kill pine that that ties in that 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 you know the Denver and the Cincinnati and like there's a whole lot to talk about about this about what you guys are doing here. You know these tables. You know like in the the bar top and the, the, the local wood and the I mean there's well you're hitting all of it. I mean that was that was if you wanted to. You know, we say internally here, you know, there's 5,000 breweries in the country. It's hard to really differentiate. I mean, we're, I don't know if we necessarily there's, look at it that way. There's 5,000 breweries in the country, but there is one brewery in the United States that has that bar top. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that has this ceiling and these walls. And, like, this well, is I'm something. A, I, I'm, my, my day job is I'm actually an interior designer. I work for an architecture firm. Uh, you did something for <laughs> Miller Coors, right? I did, yes. I designed their corporate headquarters. They have a full-on bar in it. <clears throat> it's overlooking the Rockies. <clears throat> the, view, the view out the <laughs> window coincidentally Sorry. looks like a Coors can. It was planned. Um, and it's not artificial either. <laughs> um, yeah, but that, that's, that's what I do. And, I, you know... That's kind of how I got involved in this whole endeavor was initially to, to work on the, the design of the space and kind of For just free. the customer experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People wonder how we were able to do what we were able yeah. to do for this amount of money, and it's, um, it's they didn't pay for architectural services. No, no we, got, we got very lucky to have the skills in-house. Do, do you know what my favorite part about your tap room is? What's that? 
the Scrabble board. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, the I, I found that. coolest part of the tap room. I found that, and um, I, I showed it to John, and I was like, look at this. This is fun. And he was like, yep, Andy's not going to go for it. Oh, Andy went <laughs> and, right and, for and it. And Andy was out at GABF, and we showed him on my phone. I'm like, have you seen this? He's like, yep, we're getting that. <laughs> Order it now. And we were like, I was like are you sure? had so many beers at GABF? Have or you seen the price tag? Yeah. A- Andy's the resident tightwad, if you haven't picked up on that one. So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he, he loosened up for that one and was very excited to um, get the Scrabble board. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the other piece that we've kind of touched on a little bit, but is that it was important for us, you know, while this is comfortable, it's community, it's about the people, you know, we're all family people. And you look around here right now, there's a lot of little kiddos buzzing there's around. And as many kids as there are adults. Yes. And we're definitely not trying to be, be known as the, the nine months from now after that old <laughs> We're not trying to be known as the, the kid brewery in town, but I mean, it, we wanted people to be able what, to come up here with their kids what, and hang out. And if we, you could, we put bring it, our kids everywhere. I mean, if you could put it into one sentence, what do you want to be known as? Oh. And this is a really fun, like weird. You guys probably didn't prepare for it. Question. Yeah. It's just about being a really comfortable place to hang out, and we also want to have exciting beer to offer too. But that's, it's gonna—it's supposed to be a really a great place answer. to hang out. You know, no, like, like I it, want like like a like a. What do you want to I I think I want it to be um, a, a feeling that's kind of not describable, but it just feels right. You walk in and it's like, I'm comfortable. This is kick-ass beer. I, I want us to win some medals for sure. We want medals. We we'll want, put that out there. We want you yeah. medal. We want GABF hardware. You yeah. want the very first gnarly no medal? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good start. Yeah. That didn't sound very convincing. We're, we're thinking national, international. You just lost. But we want it to almost be like that secret gem where it's you know it, it's a thing where people come in and they're like, oh my god, this place is awesome. The, the beer is good. It feels good. It just fits. You know. I mean, I think that's. If we do that, if we can, if people can say that about what we're doing, we're doing something right. So, Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> you just kind of wandered over for people that can't see what's happening. Kelly That's Montgomery. what Kelly does. He wanders <laughs> over and sneaks up behind you. Um, how are you? Doing fantastic. We're uh, right in the middle of uh, mashing in our second batch of the Pink Boots beer. You know, we didn't even talk oh about any of that. that. I'm we're wearing my Pink Boots, and I've come and sat over here while Kelly's been finishing. We're almost <laughs> half uh, an hour and a half into the show. We didn't even mention that over, right over there, is Pink Boots Brew Day. What do, you, what do you call that? Yeah, yeah, Pink Boots Brew Day. It's hard to say. It's uh, it's a really exciting beer. I'm uh, pretty excited about what it. What are you guys brewing? It's it's a recipe from Avery that Pink Boots uh, got together with Avery and kind of came up with a Pink Boots recipe. It doesn't really fit into a style guideline. They're calling it. That's an what an I like. Calling it an ancient ale. It's got 40 pounds of honey in it. It's got uh, a hop that I'm really excited about using. Ella hops. Where wow, I love them. You know, you use them in the, the boil, you get that star anise and spicy notes, but we're using it for dry hopping. We'll get all that tropical, uh, enormous amount of dry hopping on this beer. But the IBUs will only be about 24, so it'll be a low IBU beer. It's got Belgian yeast, a ton of honey. 20 pounds of honey in each 
batch. Who's yeah. who's brewing with you today? We've got right now. We've got uh, Jane from Artie's is over right. there. They're they are putting the grain in the mash tun as we speak. And uh, we've got Amanda. Sarah, she's been over here a lot. We haven't seen her a lot over there. Well, she's working the bar now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we took her off the brewing and put her back to the yeah, bartending. Yeah, our bar staff was, was here earlier this morning. We started at 8, so they were, everyone was here this morning, yeah, myself had, included, uh, before I decided to sit down and uh, just talk, right? We had uh, Jen and, come to my house. Jen, Jen and Kat from too. Fibonacci came over. Uh, they were here. Um, who are we forgetting? All, all the, the, the spouses, the extended, the extended Brink family. Hell <laughs> no. Do you got a, you had some fans over there? Yeah, my beers are half empty. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. People are interrupting us. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Um. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm off track now. Right. Pink boots. Yes. Um. How important is that for you guys to tie into these other communities that are this undercurrent, I guess, of the bigger community? That, does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, this is a family brewery. I, this is, you know... Not, ju- not just pink boots, but right. I'm talking about this bigger picture. Of right, so I think for us, you know, it's, it's a family brewery. It's two brothers our brother-in-law, so Kelly and John's sister's husband. Um, but there's been so much support. Um, you know, their mom has been here working her tail off to help us get things up and operational. And let's, but, I, let, let, let's talk about their relationship real quick. Yeah. So because uh, there's been a couple news articles and every, everybody doesn't understand how everybody's related to everybody. Well, Kelly's, not, Kelly's not my I'm brother. Gonna, I'm going to call people. people out because yeah. screw you guys. If you don't do your research, you shouldn't be writing about beer. <laughs> All right. So who are you related to? So I'm related to John. That's my husband. Right. John and Kelly are brothers. They have a right. different last name. But Kelly is not my brother. I know that's confusing right. to people. <laughs> but they are brothers. Right. Um, and their mom is the so, one that I was just re- recently referencing. But they, their sister, Molly, is married to a guy named Mark. I feel like I'm talking about the Brady Bunch now. Um, and, and Mark is who runs the tap room. Mark and Kelly started brewing five-ish years ago together. Um, and... That was also, I think, part of why we said, let's do this, is, you know, the brother-in-laws were brewing together. Everyone's doing it. The bros <laughs> were talking about it. John was like, come on, you got to do this. We're seeing this in Denver. Everybody's jumping on board. We, we, you, and, you and Mark are winning medals. It's time. Um, yeah, so it's two brothers, brother-in-law, and then Andy, who is um, a long-standing family friend. Him and Kelly went to high school together. And um, frankly... We needed somebody that was here in Cincinnati that could deal with some of the operational stuff, and Andy was the man. He was all about it, and you know he's he's kind of our boots on the ground, that you know filling in where Kelly's busy brewing, Mark's running the tap room, Andy's picking up the rest of it. 
And then there's John. <laughs> Not sure what he does. He just criticizes everything everybody else is Hang doing in the house. from Denver. John and I are doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, it, it, we, we needed Andy to, to complete, what, to actually do what we were doing here, what we wanted so, to do here. So, for the record, yeah. on the record... Uh, you are not related to both your husband and your brother. <laughs> just, just for the record, because okay. other news articles who don't do their research yeah. have reported differently. I just well, want to make I, sure. I'm related to them, but neither. I don't have a brother. Right. I have no brother. I have right. a sister. Right. 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 Yeah, and and I'm not related to either of them by blood, just, just by marriage. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. I'm I'm the gnome, and yeah. I do my research. Uh, I just want to make of sure. The, of the Brink boys, I think I'm the only one sleeping with Sarah, if that's what I, you're asking. I can't figure it out. Yeah. I, I really hope so. Reading other news articles, I just can't figure it out. I'm confused, um, too. Yeah. I'm not yeah. calling anybody I'm, out, but, you know. I think I remember that one. Yeah, I There's remember actually it. been a couple. Yeah. But I, I think it's the, <clears throat> the different last name. <clears throat> Copy-paste. All right. Uh, so... What else we need to cover? Oh, so women. So, no, no, no. We, we, we were talking about women. So I was Where saying, were we? I was saying that, you know, there's, being that this is a smaller family business, um, I think, you know, the women in all of our lives, everybody's, you know, Kelly's wife, our, my sister-in-law, Molly, my mother-in-law, Debbie, have all been so involved in getting this up and running and operational. And um, we've got an incredible bar staff. If you come in, you'll see they are kicking ass and taking names. And I think for us, it was just really important for us to do something special on, on International Women's Day and celebrate the women that are making this successful because this is a team effort and there's a lot of really great women behind this too. And I try to be the, the voice of, you know, some female balance within the, the, the males that are running well, the I mean, day-to-day brink show. Let, let's be honest. Early on in this, we'd get into these, me and Kelly and Andy, like, drag out, knock out brawls on the phone about how to do this and that. And it wasn't until we started elevating Sarah's presence in this thing that things started to even out a little bit where, I don't know, bringing a, bringing a female in really helped us make sense of everything. <laughs> I think we'd be we'd be, idiots. <laughs> we'd be in the gutter with black eyes and bleeding knees and never gotten anywhere if we hadn't brought Sarah into it. So we, we had to we had to recognize that. I respect that. Thank <laughs> Story you. of my life. <laughs> so what do you guys want people to know about Brink that they don't already know? I, I think we can knock your socks off with, with our beer. I think that we offer a variety of beer that you can't pigeonhole us as the IPA brewery or the multi brewery. Uh, give me a few more weeks to really get my menu going. But uh, So we can knock your socks off with our beer, and you're going to have a comfortable, good time with your friends while you do it. That's, what we, that's just what we're doing here. And come talk to our staff. I mean, challenge them. Ask them questions. Ask them what's their favorite beer. Ask them, you know, about the ingredients or what's being brewed. Or, you know, I mean, we're not... This this should be a personal experience. And we're, we're, we're not trying to just, you know, hire anybody just to come in and pour a beer. We want people that are knowledgeable, that can talk to you about it, that can share a story or two. You know, I mean, this this is... It, it, it's beyond just come in, grab a beer, and go. We, and he's not working today, so he hasn't gotten a shout-out. But Javier, one of our beer tenders, 
lives down the street, comes in almost every day on his off days and is helping Kelly brew. He's bringing him ideas about, here's some fruit I want you to try to maybe put in our next beer. Like, our staff is fully engaged. Our team's fully engaged. And not that those are unique, but like, the people are just, they're, they're bought into this whole thing that we're doing. And it's nothing, we didn't invent anything. I think we're just doing it well. It's about the people, it's about a community. It's our staff, it's our team, it's the Bigger College picture. Hill. What's up? It's a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's you me. It's 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 a community. It's, it's a, a community. It's that bigger. It's a community. It's, and that's why we have the community table. I mean, frankly, we the community we, wall. Not, the community table. Community we wall. got we have pictures of the neighbors up on the wall. We've got the community table where we designed a table whose sole purpose was to force people who live near each other to sit down and meet for the first time if they haven't and get to know each other and. Community, community, community. We say it a thousand times. You said it earlier, the uh, the drinkability when you were tasting the beers. Drinkability and community. That's what brings about. So let's play with that. <laughs> let's. I want to give away some beer. All right. So To the community. Uh, this couple down here at the end with the the little girl that Louisa, I call the boy. Louisa's yeah, Louisa. Parents. I, I don't know if they can hear me or not. I want to pull them in. Louisa's parents. Um... And I want somebody else because I want a trivia contest. He guessed where even flow came from. Well, Not that it was a. Who uh, wants to be in a contest? Free beer. Free beer. We can just yell it really loud. Somebody yell free beer really free loud. Free beer! Come here! <laughs> I need somebody else. What? Nobody wants a free beer? They're enjoying their beer so no, much. It's two free beers. Come on over. Two free beers. Oh, Kelly's here. <laughs> Alright. We had him at free beer. Alright, here we go. And then um, use it right here. Yeah, we need Or right here, right here. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Alright. So I need a microphone over here and one over there. So I went down there for her. Here, I'll give up. Here, Kelly, you, you sit here. This is tough. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, today, I don't know if you guys are aware of what happened, but Listerman had their fantastic can release of their latest New England IPAs. Um, I have a couple cans sitting like, right over there that I want to give away to somebody because I can't drink enough. Are we losing somebody? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. All right. This is a trivia contest. Oh, thank you. You got to squeeze in real, real tight to that microphone. We're going to do a trivia contest. This is very unplanned, so... We're going to go one-to-one, I guess, if you... I don't know. We'll figure it out. (laughs) What's your name? Mike. Squeeze into that mic here for me. Name's Mike. All right, Mike. What was your name? My name's Claire. I have no idea who put Mike here on here. Try it again. Claire. Claire? All right. We're going to do a... 
knockdown drag out trivia contest. We're going to start with Mike. If he can't get the question, it passes on to you and vice versa. <laughs> I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I just want to give away some beer. All right. <clears throat> Mike. Let me turn my screen here for you so you can't cheat. All right. <clears throat> what are... This is a tough one. I'm going to be a little lenient on it, but what are the four main ingredients of beer per the Reinheitsgebot. Kelly, you want to help me with that pronunciation? Can I phone a friend? Nope, I don't. Reinheitsgebot. Bonus points if you can pronounce it better than me. Reinheitsgebot. That was pretty good. That's That um, might be a bonus point. Pass. <laughs> well, no, no, you can't pass. All right. So well, you said pass before. Okay. Uh, uh, we're making it up as we go along. Can't pass. New rule. Four main ingredients of beer per the Ren Heitzkabuk. Uh, you got to make something grain, up. Grain, barley, malt. Grain, barley, malt. Water. And water. All right. I'm going to give that a fail. <laughs> Kelly, ha, ha, you feel that's a fail? I mean, that's, it's, a good, it's a good answer, it's a but... Good start. Right, should, good we, start. Should, should we pass it on for, like, a steal or something? I think we should. Let's finish I, it off. I, I don't know the rules, but... Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Claire? Gonna, is yes. that right? Yes. Yeah, Claire? All right. Water, definitely. Oh, she, she got water. You did not get water. I said water. Uh, you did say water? Yeah. All right. Uh, hops. All right, I'll give you that one. That was good. Hops are important in beer. I forgot that one. Yeast. I I will give you that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> and we'll do barley. Barley. So we have water, barley, yeast, and hops. That's a pretty damn good answer. I'll, I'll give you that one. <laughs> one point to Claire, good job, Claire. Good job. Whose, whose precious little daughter, who I called a boy earlier, now gets a point. <laughs> what's, what's her name again? Louisa. Louisa. That's right. The stave mother. All right. So you lost a point. <laughs> Bam. All right. All right. One Claire. Mike. Is that right? Nothing. Zero. You, you're a loser. Nada. All right. Second question. Let's, let's roll here. What do you, Kelly, what do you think? Do you want to go uh, international bitterness units? Or what is the term for science of fermenting beer? Ooh. Question for me. Uh, a lot of fun topics there. Um, let's, let's go with the science of uh, fermentation. Oh, that's, a, that, that, that's a tough question. I'm going to get my notepad out here. I might <laughs> learn something. Here. This is a tough term. The science of fermenting beer is also known as what? I'll give you a hint because that's a really tough question, and, and Kelly's a jerk for giving it to you. But 
Starts with a Z. Zai, what the hell is it? I brew wine on, on occasion. <laughs> I, I brew feel like there was some cheating going on there, and I feel like I could hear it on the mic. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> but for some reason, Zymetry comes to mind. So. <laughs> That's close enough that I'll call it a tie. Zymergy is correct. <laughs> All right, Claire, this is your question. And it's a tough one. The term IBU, you hear this a lot with, with YPAs and things like that. What does it stand for? This international bittering term, what does it stand for? International Bitterness Unit. Oh, that's right. Two to one. <laughs> I knew that one. You may have mentioned it five minutes earlier. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what is the name for the sweet amber extract that is produced from malt at the start of the brewing process? European or African? That doesn't even make <laughs> sense, and I'm going to give you a... I wish I had my sound effects. Oh. Like you didn't see that movie. So like you could be here somewhere. All right. So we're now two to one. You're behind. <laughs> Big time behind. <laughs> you're, 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 you're behind here. And um, I have bad news. I'm rooting against you. Because I said <laughs> bad words in front of their little girl. I said I said oh, bad did? words. I was cussing earlier. <laughs> and I feel bad. And I called her a little boy. <laughs> and that's terrible. All right. <clears throat> Claire, this is a tough one. <clears throat> it's not really that tough. <laughs> I'm just going down the list here. I, this is arbitrary. Now, this style of beer is said to be the most popular style in the United States as of right now. Sweet. Can I have a hint? Is the, are we talking about... Right now, the, the most popular style in the United States right now. I'm thinking about Bud Light Middle, no, middle no, America. Yeah, 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 I guess it's a flawed question. Right? Because think about yeah, volume. Yeah, yeah. I'll say, I see where you're going. I'm going to say uh, IPA. Hey, yeah, that's, I'll give it to you. That, that's what I had written down, but that's a flawed question. Touche, you get two points. <laughs> I feel like Claire's going to walk gonna away walk with this. <laughs> Because I would argue that if I was competing. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to give you a good one. This is worth two points, which I don't think ties it up, but we can, we can tie it up with this. <clears throat> Let's see. SRM is used to measure what in beer? S-R-M. I could be wrong on this. But I believe it's clarity or color. Whoa. Holy shit. You got it right. Color. Oh, I'll give it to you. Birthday. Happy birthday it's to a tie birthday. game. I don't know if it's actually a tie game, but it's a tie game. Because the gnome is bad at games. All right. Let's, let's go into some historical trivia. All right. We got two more questions for each of you or something. I don't know the rules. Do you know the rules? Sarah, help me with the rules here. There are two more questions. There's two more questions. Is that right? 
right. I don't even know how this works. All right. What? This goes to Claire. It's your question. What local brewery in Cincinnati, that's where we are, we're in city limits, was the first to introduce canned beer? This is a tough question. Mad Th- Think historical. Oh. Yeah, you didn't answer Just that because kidding. we're thinking historical. <laughs> All right. Um, Hootapol. That's a good answer, but that's wrong. That's wrong. Um, you have a chance to steal here. That is a good one because you took my answer, actually. But since that's not the right one. It's not right. Canned beer. Canned beer. Still in production? This was, it depends on how you look at it, but this was this beer was introduced in late 1935. Um, I don't want to give you too many hints because I want Claire to win. <laughs> I said bad words in front of her precious little daughter. God love Claire and her daughter. Um, <laughs> don't, don't laugh at me. <laughs> I'm going to limit here because I really thought beautiful was ready. So I'm going to say, uh, uh, God, I don't want to say that. You gotta say it. Just say burger. (laughs) Oh, that is right. Burger was the first brewery in Cincinnati to introduce canned beer in 1935. What a late rally we've seen here. I I think we've got a tie game. I'm not sure. Yeah, we are. We are tied. All right, Claire, it's your question. This is yours to win or to lose. And this is a very tough question, and a question that if you're a regular listener of Cincy Brewcast, you would know the answer to, because I've used this trivia question on the show before. (laughs) I feel bad giving this to you, because it's tough. I'll forgive you. All right. Although Yingling, I'm, I'm, I'm cheating here a little bit, I'm giving you some hints. Although Yingling is America's oldest, what is North America's oldest brewery? I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Um, Thank you. Because <laughs> I want you to win. All right. Uh, answer number one is... Uh, we'll give you a Anheuser-Busch. Choice B will give you Molson. Choice C August Shell. Oh, that's a good one. A, B, or C. What was C? August Shell. Mm. Molson. I thought that was. Canadian. Well, you said North America, right? North America. All right, I'm going to have to go with B so, on that one. All right. B is correct. Hey-o! You win. And you're you good. win. It is Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very tough question, <laughs> and I feel bad for cheating, but you win. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what you win? Uh, some Listerman beer. Is that what I you heard? Win, you win 32 ounces of Listerman cans. She's been listening. My husband is fist pumping in the background. Because we would never give away a beer on the show. Even though I don't have a liquor license and I think I can give away a beer, I don't really know how that works, but you get cans, Woo, cans. with collectible beer inside. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. 
Thank you guys very much. Thank you. Um, still, let me leave before I give you your beer. It's right there. Um, Mark, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm sorry. We're rooting against you. I'm sorry? We're rooting against you. It's all good, man. It was fun. I, I said bad words. It's and so good. she wins. <laughs> I should do that every show. That was fun. Sarah, get on the microphone. Help me out here. Say it again. Sorry. I said I feel like I should do that every show. That was fun. That was fun. That was fun. I gotta say, I was actually pretty impressed with their knowledge. <laughs> there's, there's some tough questions. I mean, there. it wasn't like we just picked random people hanging out. It wasn't as though we uh, had anybody that we thought knew anything about anything. Um, do you want another fun question? Yeah. Let me see if we can get this. Let me turn my screen away from you. All right. <laughs> You're, there's, I'm not a trivia girl. Go. There's no way you can nail this. What Cincinnati brewery was the first to ship beer pre or no, 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 no post prohibition? To ship it? Ship it. They they were ready to go. That's a terrible answer. Thank no, you. no, they were not. No, no, not even close. Shinling, Shinling. That's not even close either. That's not even Michael. What is it? Bruckman Brewing Company. Oh, Bruckman. Yeah, yes. now you guys know. Yes. We, uh, the Cincinnati Fire Department came by here a couple weeks ago, and they dropped off a historical directory of every brewery in Cincinnati That's like cool. ever that the like the fire department maintained that record and so we've got it sitting in our back room beer mamba would jump on that in a second Danny come see me uh, yeah we we've I've kind He's of flipped through it you. yeah it's got like the address like a contact info like it's really neat so uh, we've, we've uh, the fire department's been awesome they've, they've they've come by a few times to share their cool stuff with us it's cool. There's, there's a lot of exciting stuff in Cincinnati. Yeah. It's, you know, we talk about the Denver thing, but like 10 years ago when I left, uh, this town, you were hard pressed to find Sam Adams on draft. And then watching the progression as I come home to visit family and everything year after year, it has really transformed. In the last three years, it's absolutely turned on its head uh, from, from being a total macro town to really rallying around the local stories that are coming out of this craft beer revolution and just in general like they're demanding it now now if you don't have craft beer at your bar or restaurant you're not participating in what you need to be in well, that's so. part of why we wanted to do this here i mean while we may live in denver now i mean it, it made way more sense for us to do this here because there was there was an excitement and buzz that's happening in the Cincinnati market that, you know, is just, people are, people want it, you know, and it, it, it hasn't, there's no heat it's here, different. it's different, there, it's, yeah. The it, loyalty it feels, is fierce, too, yeah. like, and, and it is different than where we're at big time in that, I, the, they are fiercely loyal to the Cincinnati brand and markets, and that is freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, so, we, we honestly, we talked about, you know, do we do this in Denver, do we do this in Cincinnati? And, you know, it, well, it, 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 it wasn't was a very, quick conversation yeah. because it was, obviously Kelly was, was here, um, but 
the, the Denver market's saturated, and this market is, they want this, they're it's excited about it, and I think what we saw is we're, we're able to bring some of like the, the, the knowledge that the, the Denver market has, because they are one of the leaders in the craft beer industry, um, so we're able to bring that here back home for us, which is really cool, um, and I think everybody here is just... It, embracing it. We're seeing it locally in College Hill, but we're our, we're already seeing it beyond just the College Hill neighborhood. And that's, that's really cool. So, to kind of wrap it all up and to put this neat little bow on it, yeah. where do you guys see yourselves in five years? Ten years? Whatever uh, it may be. <laughs> Debt-free is goal number one. <laughs> In five years, that's where we want to be. Uh, I, I think we're going to have a bigger footprint in College Hill. I feel pretty good about that. Um, that's as far as we've left. Are you guys the biggest business in College Hill right now? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I, not to interrupt, but. <laughs> yeah. The coffee company does great. College Hill <laughs> Coffee Company. Uh, I think you guys have passed them. <laughs> we, I want to and bigger footprint. I mean, in a physical footprint, I'd like to keep expanding where we are on this block. I think we want to produce more beer. We want to be around the city. Oh. Can we see you guys on tap at Jungle Gyms in Fairfield? <laughs> we'll allow it. We'll do it. I want to be a great American ballpark. Did you hear that, Ed? Oh, yeah. I want to be a great American ballpark. Uh, I love baseball too much to not have a beer available down there uh, in their craft beer marketplace. So that's big. Yeah, baseball, beer. Hang on, we'll come back. We, we have to get the prize winners. They're, they're winning. I think it's not. She smiled at me. Louisa smiled at me. Because we're giving her daddy beer. Thank you. Not we, I mean, the gnome is. Look at how happy she is. <laughs> and if we're not giving beer, we're giving cans. I haven't seen my baby that happy in like a week and a half. <laughs> you know what, though? Your baby's so little. Oh, she just shits all over. She's gonna, she's gonna start smiling and like making noises. She's not. She's gonna learn that her name is Baby Gnome and she's gonna be frowny <laughs> all the time. No, she's, she's, she's gonna she's totally, grumpy baby. She's gonna totally uh, melt your heart here soon. We'll see. <laughs> They're a lot of work, aren't they? Oh, you have no idea. Well, I mean, you do have an idea. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got a baby. She's never had a baby girl. <laughs> I haven't had a baby girl. I, I, I you've, just never, you've never been the gnarly gnome and yeah. had to deal with a baby. <laughs> I don't think John's too far off from you. <laughs> the struggle oh, is real. The struggle is real. Uh, let's find a quick... Let's find a way to wrap this up. We're, we're at like two hours. We are way longer than we normally do. It's been the best two hours of your life. It's been good. When, you, when we first talked about this, you said, can you fill 90 minutes? And I, I knew the people involved would have no problem filling 90 minutes. <laughs> I was worried we'd fill half a day. <laughs> you sounded a little, little unsure if we could fill 90 minutes. Did I? <laughs> In my heart, I knew we could. So, what should people know? No, that's not a good lead on. What are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of not paying back my loan. 
I'm afraid of, that's obvious. Um, my biggest fear is I don't want to be lumped in as a Me Too brewery. I, as, out of 5,000 some breweries, if we can't be distinctive enough that when people say, hey, I'm coming to visit Cincinnati, where should I go? If we're not one of the few names mentioned, that'd be really disappointing. Do you see yourself as one of the 3,000-ish whatever breweries, or do you see yourself as one of the 40-ish breweries? Uh, I, I, 40's, 40, there's, there's 40 brewers I can make a list right now that I have so much respect for that I don't see us in the 40, uh, now not being three weeks old, but... Five years from now, ten years from now, I, I'd, I'd like to think that maybe maybe we could be one of the forty breweries names that's out there. But like, we're never going to be a huge brewery. I, never say never, but we don't aspire to be a huge brewery. But were, were you asking? Are you like comparative to the national three thousand versus the local? Or that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the local forty or the. I want to be in the local five. And we and. and, and Kelly if we're not the local Kelly five. had to go help the, the, pink, the, the pink Boots brew day that's going on, but um, he'll tell you. I mean, he, he has some lofty goals. His, his beer already has medals behind it on a homebrew level, and quite a few of them. Um, but he, he wants more medals. He wants to be recognized on a national level. Absolutely. I can tell you right now, in College Hill, right now, Today, you guys are the most popular by leaps and bounds business in College Hill. You're you're blowing shit out of the water. That's for something. You know, it sounds stupid and it's a funny joke, but like that does mean something. Like people are coming here. Hey, the the story I heard yesterday was uh, Terry, who owns the Silk Road textile shop down the street, told me last night that on our grand opening day. She did her best business she's ever done. And she's a textile shop down the street. And she said people were hanging out at Brink and then walked over and checked her business out. And to me, that is amazing. You got textiles. (laughs) I want to crochet. I've been to Brink and now I want to crochet. I want to go buy crocheting materials and crochet at Brink. I want to sit at that table. I mean, that was so cool to hear that story, though. Like, they're like, there's a pizza shop two doors down the Red Rose who we knew that would be a natural thing. Right, right, right. The textile shop, I did not expect that we'd help give them a bump. It's on the way. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, how do we collab with the textile shop? I don't have a good answer, but somewhere wanna, we got I want it. a personalized T-shirt with some kind of like, <laughs> you know, like. You know, well, I think that's something we actually haven't talked about is that we've tried to like, you know, one, embrace the community, but two, you know, where we can collaborate and work with, with others in terms of be it breweries or other local businesses. Fern uh, the Fern the watchmakers. The there's there's a whole lot of room there for I said or watchmakers too. Or watchmakers. Right. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> Shout out to Rick. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're working on a watch with our A V guy, that's his side gig. Um, but no, I just that for us I think is is really cool and like the, you know, the girls from Fibonacci have been here today brewing with us and as much as we can embrace it i mean i know we've i talked like cat with that, that betty i don't know i like that cat with that betty i don't yeah, know betty's, <laughs> betty's a wild card <laughs> um well, good cat was here i'm too. sorry i love you betty <laughs> they've all they're, they're all now working the bar so go get them now um but yeah we as much as we can kind of embrace that 
opportunity to collaborate with other local businesses. And I think that's a cool thing about Cincinnati is that, you know, that local presence and supporting the local industry is such a critical piece to Cincinnati's history. And, you know, I think it's inbred in everybody. It's, you know, you see it even down to like, we're going to La Rosa's tonight, we're having Skyline tomorrow. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it, it's everything. And there's that, that local piece that's so important to everybody. And we're all about it too. And I think that's what's cool for us is just the, the brewing community is huge here. And we've already made so many great friends, and I'm sure we'll encounter many more. Um, but You're not even close to the end yet. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's really cool to see, you know, just how many people have crawled out of the woodwork and reached out to us already, and um, relationships that we've already been able to, to build since being operational. And I, I think that's that's a rewarding piece for all of us. You know, I talked earlier about Kelly not wanting to have to brew the same thing every day. I mean, I think kind of goes back to, you know, in terms of business, we don't we don't want it to just be all brain, not, you know, just so focused on what we're doing. It's, it's cool to, to see everybody else and you know, on the, and talk about that. On the flip side, though, like, he doesn't want to brew the brown over and over again, but Gene loves the brown. Gene, Gene's one of our locals. We're, and, we're brewing the brown again. And, <laughs> and I promise you, Kelly... Gene. Hey, Gene. Kelly is so energized by knowing the guys that like his beer that he'll brew that for him because he knows that they're going to sit there and drink it and love it. And so that takes away that routine aspect to, to, the, to what's going on. So I don't know. That's been an unexpected kind of turn for all this. Is that To have locals already is awesome. Regulars. It's, it's only going to grow from here. We hope so. I hope so. I, you know, I, I speak for me and... All of Sense of Brewcast, whatever that term means anymore, I don't know what Sense of Brewcast is, but um, this next year is going to be big for us, and we only wish the best for what you guys are doing and what you guys are doing for for Cincinnati beer. It's it's going to grow and it's going to turn into something that nobody could have predicted. You know, you, you look back at for you guys, Uncle Jack, and, and, and what he was doing when he was saving those labels, and it, yeah. it doesn't even pale in comparison to what's going to happen here in that bathroom. In the, in the second part, the second episode of this, we're going to tell you about how he saved the toilet paper uh, uh, roll covers for some other future use that we, we didn't take him up on that piece. Which is the designer we are not going to use. <laughs> but he's got cases of toilet paper covers from all the bars he's been to. Whatever, whatever that means. Love you, Jack. Uncle Jack, I don't know you, but I love you so much. <laughs> and um, Frank Brewing, man, it, it's the start. It's the middle of the road for what is happening in Cincinnati it is right on par for, for everything I want and um, I love you guys very much and I cannot wait to see what you do for this city and thank you guys very much for having me uh, first show back thank you for coming I'm, thank you I'm not sure if this is season three we'll make it season three I don't I don't know how anything works anymore um thank you thank you since he broadcast come back um oh uh, I'll be he's back he's in Fairfield he's coming back no I'll, I'll be back plenty of times um right down the street thank you guys
<laughs> Cincy Brewcast. We are the voice of Cincy Craft. We are everything and nothing. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast. I timed it wrong. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>